back to the Sons of Saturday podcast, Virginia Tech. My name is Pat Finn, and I am joined right next to me. Here he is, <laughs> in-person pod with Billy Ray. We are in Charlotte. Uh, we just capped off a, a fun Memorial Day weekend out in the Outer Banks. Billy Ray decided to come out to the East Coast and, and see some old friends, so it's good to see you. We got, we're, we, we got a little pod recording here. We're going to the Charlotte Knights game in about an hour. Um, so we're racing against the clock, but, uh, Bill, good to see you, man. Good to see you in the Queen City, uh, long, long way from home in San Diego, California. Um, but no, excited, uh, to get together with everybody in the Outer Banks and then seeing mom, dad, and Jackson. We're headed down to Lake Norman, having, having a little bit of a party down in Lake Norman. So any Hokies that are, uh, in Lake Norman, please let me know. Um, but excited, excited. Maybe future resident here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We got to pull some strings, but I, I would love, would love to make that happen. He's impressed. You know, shout out uh, and happy Memorial Day uh, to everyone out there. Thank you uh, to all those who who gave everything and sacrificed everything for our great country. We were looking at the skyline last night. And, you know, the the bustling, big time <laughs> skyline of Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, they had the buildings lit up red, white, and blue. The Duke Energy Building actually had like the waving American flag up and down. It was it was really cool. It was pretty sick. But uh, yeah, let's kick things off here with a hooky haiku. Or no, sorry, we're skipping the haiku. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing a haiku today. Uh, submit one for next week, and we'll we'll pick up things from there. We do not have a haiku today. But the Sons of Saturday podcast is proudly presented by our friends. Our friend and friends, Dr. Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy. Par- <laughs> Whoa. hey <laughs> Main Street Pharmacy. It's like Finch Farm Road. Oh, uh, a little sh- self-shout out there. Uh, the Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia on Main Street. Just a, a place that wants to create community. It's your place. Community. It is your place. You are not a number. You are a neighbor when you walk through those doors. You see Jeremy greeting you with a smile. Hey. I wonder if they're... you think Jeremy's still wearing a mask? I, I wonder what the regulations are. If he's wearing a mask, you can tell he's smiling because you can see it in his eyes. Head on down to the Main Street Pharmacy. They got you covered for all of your uh, necessities. And shout out to our friend, Dr. Jeremy. So, we're going to start things off with our three big things. What are, some, what are three relevant things that happened this week uh, in the Virginia Tech athletics community? So first of all, hokey softball. Everyone was watching. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone was invested uh, to catch everyone up. If you you know if you happened to be traveling over the weekend, didn't get to see uh, the Hokies play at UCLA. We were in the Super Regional um, at UCLA, and UCLA is a world-renowned softball program. You know, one of the best programs, one of the blue bloods uh, in college softball. So Tech made the Super Regional after defeating BYU and Arizona State and Tempe uh, the week before. And uh, it was a three-game series out in L.A. Uh, Tech fell short two games to one. Um, But a lot of positives to take out of this series here, uh, which is essentially, I guess you can call it, the Sweet 16 for college softball. Um, Keely Rochard. Savage. Arguably the best, arguably the best pitcher in America. Um, you know, there's also Rachel Garcia from UCLA, who uh, you got to tip tip your cap to Rachel on uh, on having a great series. But Keely, night one, everyone was so fired up. She was fanning batters from UCLA left and right. 
our bats were hot. We had 11 hits. We won 7-2 to two and uh, went into Friday's, Friday's competition riding pretty high. Um, unfortunately, Tech couldn't close out the series. Uh, lost on Friday night and then uh, lost on Saturday in a devastating 6-0 um, rubber match to decide the Super Regional. Um, so Tech finished up the season at a 37-15 and mark. One win away from making that College World Series, um, but a lot of positives to take away from here. Um, first of all, Pete Demore, Coach Pete Demore. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Demore. Mm-hmm. Um, Confusing. Everyone's coming back on this team next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any seniors, and uh, Keeley should be back next year. Um, so can definitely use this season here as a, a building block to propel this program. And everyone on this program should be extremely proud of themselves. Um, you know, cause people people had their television sets on. They were watching, and uh, Hokie softball was on the Dude, radar. I watched more softball in the last week than I've probably watched in my entire life. Yeah. I watched all uh, every inning on the plane on the way uh, on the way here from San Diego. I watched uh, game two at Mulligans. Mulligans and Nags had got to be honest, not that great. Um, Guys, Mulligans and Nags <laughs> Mulligans and Nags had. What are we doing? This, Figure it out. The yeah. waiter was not very nice. We can tell a story. Yeah. So we get in, and naturally we see... I'm excited because I don't see a lot of Virginia Tech people in Los Angeles, and there are a bunch of Hokies sitting on the second floor. So we start doing... Uh, we start singing Tech fight songs upstairs. <laughs> and immediately, uh, Grouchy Gary, or whatever his name was, comes over and says, like, Hey, 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 hey. None of that. None of that. It's when, a. It is a Saturday night. It's a. It's, it's Memorial Day bar there. Memorial Day weekend. So Saturday night. I don't you know. know it, I don't know who who you know who. I don't know what his issue was, um, but he was in a bad mood pretty much all night. Um, so Evan Hughes does not like this guy. Evan Hughes does not like this guy. <laughs> Their oysters were not great either. Um, but I'm getting sidetracked. So we watched the second game there. Watched the third game at the OBX gathering uh, place. And it was great, honestly. And I, t- I texted my cousin, who uh, finished third in the Heisman for softball, by, pretty much. And she's been following. I was like, hey, our softball team is good. She's like, yes, I watched you guys all season. You guys are really good. And I said, hey, what do you think about this team? She says, you can legitimately compete for a national championship these next two years because of how young this team is. Very similar to our basketball team. A super young team that overachieved, and I think we all have to take that with a grain of salt. A lot of people were... Very quick to say, oh, so Virginia Tech, we win game one and, and, you know, flounder down at the end. Not really. This team vastly overachieved and came within a game of going to the World Series of college softball. So, um, got to say, great job by their program and excited for the future. Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Number two. Point number two. There's been speculation. People were talking. People were talking. People, there, were, there was murmurs people, on the streets. People were talking. The official Virginia Tech football statement. I always giggle when I see these because they come on some, uh, <laughs> come on some like uh, <laughs> Photoshop. Uh, let's delete all the words from the last announcement and throw the new words <laughs> from the new announcement on here. But anyway, Virginia Tech football statement. In accordance with Virginia Tech student conduct protocols and in conjunction with Virginia Tech athletics administration, Devin Hunter has been cleared to return to the Virginia Tech football program effective immediately. Devin has demonstrated remorse for his actions and understands the expectations for him going forward. He recognizes and appreciates the opportunity to return to the program. That was pretty flawless by me, by mm-hmm. the way. Those are some big words. No I said I'm no false. Um, 
Here are the facts. Uh, first and foremost, most of the decisions when we everybody likes to take the everybody likes to compare. Oh well, th- what happened with player X? What happened with player Y? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? The fact is, most players that are removed from football, basketball, baseball, women's rowing, whatever team, most of these decisions come from the university. Um, the university makes these decisions, and then the athletics team usually takes the fall. Um, so, the Tech Student Athlete Code of Conduct is an athlete with a felony charge can't be reinstated until the charges are dropped, dismissed, or otherwise resolved. I'm going to break this down into two parts. Speaking specifically about football, football only, this adds some great depth to a very young defensive backfield, especially at the safety spot. You have Tay Daly and Devin Taylor. They're both grad transfers. And then you have J.R. Walker, Jalen Stroman, and Keonta Jenkins, who are all freshmen. So bringing Devin Hunter back, obviously a player that you want to see do really well. He's from the 757, one of our highest rated recruits. You want to, from a perception standpoint, have him on the field making a difference. When he was on the field, he was learning, getting better every single year. Obviously has kind of served as a vocal leader for this team. His teammates seem to really gravitate towards him, um, and he'll be coming back in the fold. From the other side of it, Uh, I don't know all of the facts of what happened. What I do know is I love to see a student athlete who, if you have been following him on social media and if you take the athletic department's words for it, it seems that he has been remorseful and has done everything he can to earn his spot back onto the team here at Virginia Tech. I love seeing Tyrese Radford get another chance as well. Uh, And that's what it's all about. I'll go ahead and reference a video Uh, I think it was Nick Saban talking about this a few years ago where somebody was really critical of Nick Saban allowing somebody back onto the football team. And you got to ask yourself, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? If he's done everything that he can, has shown remorse, shown growth, and you lay out a, a, a couple of things, which I'm sure they have done for him to accomplish in order to stay in the good graces of the football team and in the good graces of the university, if he checks those boxes, I see no reason why we can't give him an opportunity. Um, so I wish Devin the best. Um, no, Devin was teammates with Devin. Um, I think Devin's a fantastic guy, a fantastic teammate, uh, and looking forward to him, um, getting back on the field and making a difference. So I'm excited. I'm excited. He's back and, uh, looking forward to it. So welcome back, Devin Hunter. Uh, point number three, campus is officially op, 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 open for recruiting. Recruiting recruits can finally Visit Virginia Tech. Uh, Evan Norris did a fantastic job in an article outlining some of the visitors that we have coming to the university over the first couple of days. On June 1st, one of the highest coveted players in the state of Virginia, Gunnar Givens, he's a four-star offensive guard, will be visiting. Lamar Law Jr., a three-star defensive tackle. And then a couple unofficial visits from Rashad Purnell, three-star defensive tackle, and Quanye, Quanye, Vene, three-star wide receiver. Excuse me if I'm butchering these names. Uh, And then June 4th, we have official visits from Cam Miller. He's a four-star defensive back. Bryson Jennings, he's a four-star defensive end. And Kyrie Moiston, he is a three-star defensive end. 
Really excited about this, Pat. We talk about this all the time. It is crucially important to have student athletes on the campus of Virginia Tech, especially when we have this opportunity to show off the new and improved facilities that we have, whether it's the dining hall, whether it's the weight room, or whether it's talking about mm -hmm. the players' lounge that's going to be renovated and the new meeting rooms. So we finally get to show off these incredible facilities, which I've talked about this in the podcast before. We may have kind of been hiding uh, and not really excited for people to come see. Uh, nothing to hide now. Top of the line facilities, top of the line projects coming down and hanging out with some of the players and student athletes that are there now. This is really exciting. Super fired up about that. And also, I don't have a lot of information on this. We'll definitely include some pictures in the article. They set up uh, like a top golf type setup in Lane Stadium where they're taking uh, players and their official visits to literally play top golf in Lane Stadium. That's that's creative. That's cool. I don't know of any other school that's doing that. Um, Pat, I know you would have one hell of a time playing top golf in Lane Stadium. I saw that they had mats set up <clears throat> in the north end zone. Mm -hmm. um, shout out Noah Nichols. Saw the Instagram story and, and it looked like a good time. Um, teeing off from the north end zone and, and trying to hit some targets on the 50-yard line. Um, so hopefully the recruits are enjoying their uh, their visit on campus because, I mean, we saw on social media all day too. Mm -hmm. The coaches are fired up. Yeah. Um, everyone's fired up. Lino, you got Jack Tyler, you got uh, you know Coach Smitty all tweeting about June 1st, June 1st, June 1st. So if, if there was ever a month that you know, needed positive recruiting momentum. Here it's it is. It's going to be June 2021. The time is now for uh, for this program. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not that recruiting is not important the other 11 months out of the year, but this is the first time that they're able to get on campus. They're able to see the facilities. They're able to meet with professors and understand what type of academic situations they're going to be in. Look at the new dorms, and I mean, you see those new dorms going up on Kent Street. I mean, they're absolutely massive and are going to. You know, hopefully move the needle um, for not just football, but all athletics, um, even though, you know, it, it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny hearing about um, what students want. Like, well, I want the nice dorm, even though most of the time they're only living in the dorm one year. Yeah. But uh, that freshman experience that they have is, is something that is going to help build their foundation. So they want to start off on the right foot in the dorm. I was going to say, we announced something uh it's kind of been the talk of the town. Virginia Tech usually PR. I think we've stepped it up recently. And they announced an incredible initiative today, the day that recruits are coming onto campus and being able to tour, uh, tour campus. Pat, tell us a little bit about the Jumpstart program that was just recently announced. Yeah, we could go on and on and on about the Jumpstart um, for a long time because mm -hmm. of how much depth and how much structure it appears to have just from you know the press release. Uh, but this came out this morning. Uh, from Whit Babcock about the name and the image and the likeness um, of of student athletes here uh, in the state of Virginia and representing Virginia Tech and how are we able to enable Hokie athletes to build their personal brands and seek out their own business opportunities and uh, and quoting the article here write their future while living in the present. Um, Hokie student athletes will have the tools, tips, and training to maximize their individual benefits through this Jumpstart program. Virginia Tech will help grow your personal brand and is equipped to deliver tremendous results in this area. Uh, just from a, a graphic here, there are six different pillars of uh, self-enablement from this Jumpstart for 
athletes, student athletes to uh, enable their own personal brands. Personal branding and brand development, endorsement and business opportunities, business formation and entrepreneurship, financial literacy. I wish I had that one. <laughs> career planning and capitalization on name, image, and likeness. So this is going to lay the foundation for, for these new rules that the NCAA is allowing and, and for... Uh, athletes to benefit off of but this is virginia tech being ahead of the curve because this is going to be one of the biggest pitches at every university especially given the uh changes coming down the pipe so i'm glad to see that virginia tech is a little is ahead of the curve here i think uh pat we can both attest we're gonna do everything we can to find out who the best person to talk about this is and try to get some more light shined on that shown 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 shine shined shined it sounds like (laughs) i want to get some more light shown on this on this initiative um so our commitment to you we're going to try to do that um because this is fantastic and the more you read about it i highly encourage you check it Mm -hmm. out um, but I'd uh, love to see Virginia Tech at the uh, at the uh, spearhead of this. Yeah, and just a couple other quick notes from the Jumpstart <clears throat> initiative here. The development program will have a leadership institute with guest speakers. You have Bridget Ryan Berman. She used to be the CEO of Victoria's Secret. She's led a handful of massive corporations uh, with consumer strategy and branding. Donna Werlich, we all love Professor Donna, um, who, who leads the prison program, who wins... So many awards uh, within Pamplin in the marketing department and uh, is one of our favorites as well. Also, the Apex Center for Entrepreneurs through Pamplin, uh, which is an up, seems like it's up and coming or seems like I've heard a lot more about the Apex Center for Entrepreneurship uh, recently. They're going to be involved uh, in speaker series. Hokie Lead, which is Learn, Experience, Achieve, Develop. Uh, it's an inter- internship and mentorship program. There's going to be life skills workshops. Uh, for financial literacy, social media, time management, um, a career gam- game plan, which is a development program uh, over four years to help that transition to uh, to the professional life. Um, so, and then futures here, futures, which is programming for student athletes with professional athletics prospects. So, making sure that. Um, that all things are handled there. But it looks like a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of efforts have gone into this uh, this platform and this initiative. So again, big time shout out to all those involved helping move the ball forward here. And just like Bill said, we will do our best to highlight it or uh, run an interview and, and make sure that people know what's going on here because this, uh, this is something that's going to help tech stand out. I know this is only June. It's June 1st. But if today was Thanksgiving, we're about to get into the meat and the potatoes of this podcast. It's what I've been excited <laughs> to talk about all week. Um, but that is our next segment. We're talking kickoff times, but first, but first, we're going to talk about the hub in Blacksburg. Speaking of kickoffs, the hub in Blacksburg kicks off officially on August 21st. Yes, the hot tubs, weight room, student lounge, all of the wonderful things that we've talked about. But will Coach Hilgart be there doing curls? We don't know. I don't know. I don't have that information. He may, he may, he may, he may not. But I think I think they need to get him in there. I think maybe they a little, need to get maybe him in there. a little promo video of Coach Hilgart Farm. Coach Hilgart in the weight room at the hub. God, we're just giving you guys great marketing strategies for free. So <laughs> um, Mar- August 21st, fantasy land becomes real land. All of this could be you. Investors, possibly you. Um, but and listen to this. We've talked about uh, how the money that they were giving out to people signing leases wasn't chump change. Well, it's now chump change compared to what they're offering you to sign some dang leases. You will get a $500 gift card 
if you sign a lease with the hub. $500. $500. Is that for a two by two? Is that for a one by one? Any lease, $500. What about a four by four? If you sign a four by four lease, you fill a four by four, $700. $700 hairs. I love, what? I, I, the opportunities are, I almost just completely shut down. The opportunities are endless with $700. So check it out. Hub in Blacksburg. Tell them the Sons of Saturday sent you. I'm being serious. If you want somewhere to live that's just dope from top to bottom, the Hub is the place to be. So Sons of the Hub. Moving right along. We have some things to talk about here. Uh, some announcements. Some people are happy about it. Some people are not happy about it. We'll talk about West Virginia first. Um... And I'll let you go ahead because Pat, you were pretty gung ho on the West Virginia game. You're fired up. You've hokey history. You're 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 following along. It's a game that we've all circled. Noon, noon kick noon. for West Virginia. Oh man, noon kick Saturday, September 18th. Mom's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, mom. Noon kickoff for the West Virginia game. Uh, a game that's been on the calendar for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had the Black Diamond Trophy game. In 2017, we hadn't played them for 12 years uh, before that. 05 was the last time we made our way out to Morgantown. And I know West Virginia has a return trip scheduled, I think, in two years, three years, to Lane Stadium. Hopefully it's not at noon. Noon games. Not not a fan of noon games. Here's yeah. the thing. I, I look at the schedule. I say, West Virginia, I'm there. I'd, I'd love to go to this game. Because you're under the assumption that it's not going to be a noon game. No. You think it's going to be at 3.30. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be at 7 or mm-hmm. 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Noon o'clock. Um, listen, that's like a seven and a half hour drive from Charlotte. I don't know if I want to spend that much time in the car just to go to a noon game. You know, I've been saying this all summer, or I guess all spring. It's not even summer yet. Um, I don't know what expectations to have this year. My expectations are that I'm going to go to football games to hang out, tailgate, see people that I care about and uh, have a fun just have a day, you know? Have a day. We might win, we might lose, but I'm going to be with the people that I care and love love and care about. Noon games aren't helping. Noon games are not helping that, especially when you have to drive like seven and a half or six and a half or whatever uh, time it is to get up to West Virginia. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to explore the bar scene of West Virginia. I'm not trying to, you know, do anything in West Virginia other than uh, show up, stay in my hotel, tailgate in the morning tailgate in the afternoon go to the game and then you know watch football in my hotel room or somewhere that's not going to be hostile and then drive home the next day but the fact that you know you're only getting two to three hours of tailgating time in after a seven and a half hour drive and then you got to turn around and come back the next day uh doesn't float my help float my boat and blow my hair back so can i can i can i ask you this is it are you are you out or is this a situational thing because the way I look at it is this. September is probably September is a very important month for Virginia Tech football. You kick off you kick off the season, you play UNC at home, you got Middle Tennessee, then you play West Virginia, and then we play Richmond. Virginia Tech has had a little bit of trouble within within state schools, so that's another big time matchup. But if Virginia Tech, if if we're just if we're just playing hypotheticals here, if Virginia Tech is 2 and 0 and rolling into Morgantown, West Virginia, Will that is that more of a does that make it more interesting to you? Where are you on the Pat Finn will go to the West Virginia game? You ever watch the show Shark Tank? Yes, of course. Kevin O'Leary, he says, for that reason I am out. Okay. Noon game, for that reason I am out. But I am more than willing to renegotiate the deal here 
if we are if we are two and zero. Fair enough. And that's not that's not being a fair weather fan. No. That's saying, hey, I only have so much gas in the tank, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're making a trip out to Austin, Texas, the following weekend uh, to check out a, a UT game. And we got Notre Dame on the ninth. We got a big Labor Day weekend. You know, might try to go to Middle Tennessee State as well. Um, oh, could you just don't go to Middle Tennessee? I mean, it's a day trip from Charlotte, man. I can yeah. I can make it there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know. I know some people are still trying to go to that game up in Morgantown. I am. I'm not as in as I was. We'll say that. I'll be there. Um, I think. I think here's the problem. Look, the Big 12's screwed up. I don't know what their deal is. They have their games on weird channels. They play their primetime games at weird times. Um, but if you want to play Mr. Brightside here, there's some really fun football to watch in the afternoon. Uh, you get the tech game over at noon. Hopefully we beat West Virginia. And then you can gra- you can go watch Georgia, South Carolina at 7 p.m. You can watch Florida and Bama at 3.30. Auburn, Penn State, 7.30. UVU- UVA, UNC. I'll be rooting for the Who's UVA, UNC. I hope they knock off UNC. But you got a lot of great football to watch later on in the day. So, look, not ideal. Not what you like to see. I think we're both on the same page with noon. We'll come back to this. We'll revisit it. We'll see how we are on September 4th. Yes. And, uh... You go from there. Speaking of September 4th, let's talk about September 3rd. <laughs> you mean not September 2nd? <laughs> not September 2nd. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, this one is not as cut and dry as, you know, we both kind of agree it's a little bit of a bummer. Um, North Carolina game. Announced for 6 p.m. You were the most passionate about this when this happened. Go ahead. So I've been, like, running the, the Carolina game scenarios through my head you know, for for the better part of uh, of 2021, you know, it's going to be a night game. The house is going to be packed. I think Orange Effect, mm-hmm. it's going to be packed. It's the biggest weekend in Lane Stadium or the biggest weekend in Blacksburg in two years. Maybe maybe a decade if we win the game. That's, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse. Sales term. Um, no, 6 p.m. kickoff. I was thinking 7.30 or 8.00. Sun goes down at 7.46 p.m. on on Friday, September 3rd. So um, that takes away the fireworks from Sandman. That takes away the the darkness or the anticipated darkness of Sandman. They say exit light, enter night. Not exit light, enter sun still out for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Unless unless someone changed the lyrics. And I don't know anything about that. Um, I think... I think the day is not going to be any less fun because of this. However, uh, it, it takes the wind out of my sails a little bit. It does. Um, you know, you, I, I did see a great point from Clark. Clark Ruland on the timeline. He said, you know, 6 o'clock is usually that time where everyone's like, you know, can we go in already? <laughs> right? Because yeah. you've been tailgating all day. However, this game is on a Friday, not a Saturday. So a lot of people are going to be taking half days from work. A lot of people are going to be taking off. Some people who are, you know, probably from Richmond or the Carolinas or maybe even Northern Virginia, we're going to try to get out early and and maybe tailgate for an hour and catch an 8 o'clock kickoff, assuming it was at 8. But the 6 o'clock kind of jams you. Even if you're from Roanoke, Salem, you got to leave, you got to leave well, before, uh, well before 5 o'clock to catch kick. Um, so I don't know. I'm just a little bummed out. Wanted wanted a night game, you know, a true night game, but um, I think beggars can't be choosers. We're gonna get Lane Stadium. It's gonna be full. It's gonna be a great time. 
And we're going to turn the page to the bright side here. We'll have more time to celebrate if we, if we come out on top. Let me say this. And I mean this very respectfully to anybody. If you're a frontline worker, okay, that it's, it's out of your control. If you're not taking off the Friday before Labor Day when Virginia Tech plays UNC the first time that there are fans at capacity in Lane Stadium for college football, I question your college football commitment hood. Okay? There is no reason that you should be working on September. I have I put in the day off at Twilio's workday program the day that this day that we found out that this was gonna be happening and that's just how that's gonna go. Okay? There is no reason for you to be making a gay trip to the Virginia Tech UNC game on September 3rd. I don't want to hear any of that. Another one. A lot of people are like, oh, it's not a primetime game. No, if you look up the definition of primetime game, this is a primetime game. Would I love for it to be at 8 o'clock? I would love for the game to be at 8 o'clock. It's not at 8 o'clock. The reason why I said not at 8 o'clock is not because somebody else is playing at 8.30. It's because Michigan State and Northwestern are playing the Big Ten kickoff bash uh, at 9 o'clock. So it's not like we lost out to another game being played at 8.15 or 8.30. This is just how it worked out. Yes, Pat, it, Pat went ahead and fat checked me here. Typically, this means that it's between 8 or 11 p.m., but it says that th- this does not make it not a primetime game. It is on ESPN. It is the only game that is on ESPN, thus, in my opinion, rendering it a primetime game. So if there's a game at noon the next day on ESPN, that means it's a primetime game? No, it's because the there are a million other games ESPN? going on at noon. Every game, ca- there are multiple games. So you're games saying if it's the noon. only game that's happening and it happens to be on ESPN. Yeah, then that's time. your primetime game. If we win this game, this is a primetime win. This is Virginia Tech in primetime. Especially, you made this point, and I love this point. I'm interested to see what announcers are going to be on the game. Will they bring their A team? Yeah, or A team or B team? Are we going to get the B or the D team? Because sometimes we just get completely screwed over. Because with the because the A team is going to be somewhere the next day. They're going to be in, in in Charlotte for Georgia Clemson. But guess what? It's only two and a half hours from Blacksburg. And not so to mention, I'm sure ESPN. I'm sure ESPN has a helicopter that can get them from from one place to the other. Oh, of course. The other point that I want to make is look, Clark's right. About the 6 p.m. kickoff. We're all going to have plenty of time. We're going to have plenty of time to tailgate, plenty of time for fun, and plenty of time to go out after. Celebrate downtown, hang out, spend time with friends. It's not going to be 11, 11 o'clock. After the UNC game last year, I was exhausted after kickoff, and that was 3.30. I would have loved to have nighttime Sandman. There was also six overtimes. This was also six overtimes. <laughs> I would love to have nighttime Sandman. We're going to have fireworks in the second half. It's going to be awesome. I promise we're going to have a ton of fun with it. I think in order of... Kickoff times that I would prefer. This might be a hot take. 7.30 to 7... Anytime between 7.15 to 7.45 is my, like... That's what I would like. That's perfect. Ideal. And then 8.15 and 6 o'clock, to me, are kind of interchangeable. I think both both are great. 8.15, the game's ending at, like, 11.30. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing anything when the game's over. And the tailgate goes on really long. So, look, it is what it is. Uh, I'm fired up about UNC. Uh, personally, I think it's the second best time that, that we could have gotten, especially with the weird scheduling that ESPN did, scheduling Northwestern and Michigan State at 9 o'clock. It's better than the uh, – was the UVA game in 2019 on Black Friday? Was that a nooner? Didn't we have – yeah, I think that was a nooner. It was a Friday. That Black was Friday. such a fun game, that though. That was a nooner. It was Didn't a fun we have time. A, ton, a ton of fun in Charlottesville? Yeah, we day? had a ton of fun. It was the day. perfect football weather. We've done. We've belabored this point. <laughs> go, go ahead and give us the other times that were announced uh, for this season. Middle Tennessee on September 11th will kick at 2 o'clock p.m. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to seek 
I'm going to seek big boy football that weekend. That's going to be a Billy Ray's going to an SEC school um, weekend. Not- who's uh, who's South Carolina playing? Uh, no, it'll likely be Ole Miss or LSU. Okay. So, unless they're playing some, you know, uh, dog and pony show team too. Then. Big boy football. So, Boston, Co- <laughs> Boston College on November 5th is a 7.30 kickoff. That is a Friday night. That is the Red Bandana game. That will be broadcasted on ESPN. I will be there with bells on. I will be drinking all of the Guinness, eating all of the oysters. I will be so excited. Gray Goose. Uh, I'm sorry, not Grey Goose, Canada Goose. Well, maybe Grey Goose too, but a Canada Goose <laughs> with a crew neck and a, uh, one of those Russian hats that keep your ears warm with the flaps. Uh, I 1,000% will be in Boston. If you will be there, please let me know. We'll have a party. So please, please let me know who's going to be there. Um, sorry, I got really excited. Should I zag Boston? <laughs> no, don't do it. I'm really excited. I'm fired up about that game. Red bandana game. Um Let's do it. Let's throw down. Let's make uh, let's make everybody that didn't go feel like they missed out. Boston's fun. Boston College is not fun. <laughs> and I don't want <laughs> to belabor that. I don't want to belabor that. Not a huge zag. All right. Um, Wait, can I ask one quick question? Yeah. And I don't think you know the answer. I, I'm wondering if the listener knows the answer. Last year, we were supposed to honor the graduates uh, at the Middle Tennessee game. I'm curious. North, Northern Alabama. The Northern Alabama game. I'm curious if they did something. Uh, is there a game this year that we're planning to uh, give graduates tickets for i have not heard of anything we should inquire but i guess we'll be doing some giveaways we will be doing so that's some stuff that's that's a little easter egg for you please (laughs) please uh keep your ears to the grindstone oh and bill is selecting his section five season ticket that is true section five season ticket you're leaving me hanging i know that people can't see it um, I will be selecting my season tickets tomorrow at 1219. Shout out to my guy, Evan Massengill, for holding it down. He's texted me five times, reminding me about the season selection, and five times I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. So, Evan, thank you for reminding me five times. And uh, 1219, <laughs> when you text me at 1215, I will be like, oh, man, I forgot. Thank goodness I'm going to sign in and get my tickets now. So looking forward to it. The whole Section 5 crew, that is going to be fantastic. It's 642. We got baseball to watch. So it's Sharky shoutouts time. Go ahead, Patty. Let's roll into some Sharky shout-outs presented by Sharky's Blacksburg. Head on down there, get some wings. It's a good place. I got to give my shout-out to Evan Hughes. Evan Hughes, Virginia Tech class of 2021. Evan is the uh, 2021 recipient of the Jim Nance Award. The Jim Nance Award is given to the best collegiate student who is in broadcasting, sports broadcasting. Evan works harder than anyone we know. He came in second last year. We knew he was coming for gold here in the 21 campaign, and he knocked everyone's socks off. No surprise to anyone, Evan Hughes is the Heisman Trophy winner of collegiate broadcasting. Can I I add something with that as well? What I loved about it was uh, we got to spend some time with Evan this weekend, and he went out of his way. This is just the kind of guy he is, and I'm sure both are true. He said, you know, I had a ton of help from guys like John Laser, a ton of help from guys like Bill Roth, and working with uh, Tech Sideline and all the amazing stuff that he's done. So it speaks volumes to the young man that Evan Hughes is and the future that he has and the special, special program that is growing at Virginia Tech in nurturing these young men and women um, to enter into the sports broadcasting world. Yeah, phenomenal job by Evan. And uh, yeah, just like Billy said, Giovanni, I forget his last name, He's essentially like, you know, a five-star recruit. We FaceTimed him this weekend. 
You did. I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, in <laughs> collegiate collegiate broadcasting, or soon to be collegiate broadcasting, um, Evan is just a guy who's who's creating a little bit of a pipeline here, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, trailblazer. He's, he's leaving a legacy. Salesforce guy, trailblazer. He's leaving a legacy, and I also got to shout out the Hughes family. Mm-hmm. Kelly Hughes, Mister Hughes, uh, him and my dad were teammates under Coach Jerry Shanae for Tech Soccer uh, in the 1980s. Evan and I have that bond uh, of our love of Tech Soccer and Coach Shanae. And all those involved there. Uh, so, Evan, once again, congratulations. And uh, couldn't be more proud of you. And then shout-out to Clark Ruland. I know he already got a shout-out earlier, but... Double shouts. Double shouts. Bill's like, hey, man, I got you something. I sent you something in the mail. Let me see Let me see if it'll be in your uh, in your package, package delivery station at your apartment when you get home from the Outer Banks. So go in, check it out. It says... The return address is ruined in Salem or Roanoke. I, I don't know if Clark's in Salem or Roanoke. Um, I'm like, okay, this is definitely something cool. What is it? <laughs> Open it up. I see the I see like the outline of it, and I shake it up, and I hear it's like some type of package with things inside, like that are shaking around, moving around. I pull it out. It is a Virginia Tech Bud Foster lunch pail, uh, and I know Clark. Uh, I don't know where he gets the lunch pails, but he paints. He just scours the internet to yeah. find like the exact same. Uh, you can you can hear that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a legit. This is this is the real one. <laughs> I think he scours the internet for whatever brand this is, um, and just bogarts them, and then and then uh, tricks them out. So Clark put that on the timeline. Billy Ray must have hit him up and said, "Hey, I want a couple of these." Billy Ray sent it to me. Um, or had had Clark send it to me. So thank you, Billy Ray. Clark sent a, a handful of decals inside too. Really cool. So They're sick. Shout out, Clark. Really appreciate it. It's gonna go great in front of the TV. Gonna have to bring it to tailgates, and uh, maybe maybe I'll bring it into games. You know, who knows? Who Hold knows? up the lunch field doesn't doesn't. We gotta. I feel some, like some fans do on that. the other side on the uh, on East West Sands or West Sands. I I'm not good yeah, with yeah. direction. Um, uh, yeah, no, not a ton of shout-outs here. Obviously, first and foremost, did a great job of it at the top of the pod. Thank you to everyone who has served and sacrificed uh, for the freedoms that we enjoy here in the United States. Happy Memorial Day. Um, shout-out to the Outer Banks crew, Logan, Court, Riles, Chris, Hampdog, Evan, Yetzi, Cadams, Jack, Wyant, Emily, and Amanda. Had a great time tearing it up with you. No shout-out to our waiter at Mulligan's. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the recruiting staff. Super excited for you guys. I know you guys have worked extremely, extremely hard with really, really difficult circumstances. Um, I know you guys have some great ideas that you're executing on now uh, with recruits coming back to town. So shout out to you all. Uh, excited to see what you all create. I don't mean to sound corny. That's like a Twilio catchphrase. Um, but hey, good for them. Nice. Uh, and lastly, shout out to America. We're getting back to some normalcy. We're getting back to bars, getting back to full capacity. Hugs, high fives, uh, daps, just just <laughs> seeing people smile. I, I got to tell you, the endorphins are just going nuts. I'm so happy. I'm loving every second of it. And gosh, like the Applebee's commercial, welcome back. We sure did miss you. So fired up about that. Hope everybody has a great week. And uh, happy June. Happy Bill. Happy Pat. Happy you. Um, we'll talk to you all soon. Let's get it. It's
Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. to you and